Hey guys, it's Megan. I just wanted to talk to you real quick before this episode starts to tell you that you're going to notice a difference in the audio quality this week. And we're not entirely sure how it happened, but we thought about re-recording. And the whole thing is, is that we really love the jokes that come up like in the moment as we tell each other the stories. And if it's a story that we're telling for the second time, it never turns out as good. And we really like it when you guys are there with us through all the just crazy things that happen. So um, this week may not sound as good, but we hope you enjoy the story and sound quality should be back to normal next week. Thank you as always for listening. There were two episodes of the podcast this week. Oh my gosh, guys, you're welcome. <laughs> it was so fun. We got so many nice messages and happy comments. Yes, people were so excited. We're so excited to do yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it is fun to, when I, I hate it when I start researching a study, I mean, a story that I'm really excited yeah. about. And then I'm like, oh crap, it's not enough. Yeah. But now I can still And then we've got to stash those away. And now yeah. we've got all the stashes. Yes. <laughs> Quite the stash. <laughs> For our side pieces. For the side pieces. Hey, this is the Witch's Magic Murder Mystery Podcast. Yep, and I'm Kara. And I'm Megan. I have a new story for you today. Do you? Do you have certain types of stories you just, like, won't do? Yeah. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on the podcast. Yeah, I don't think we've talked about it on here. I think we've just via text. Like, we'll start researching stuff, or I'll start I think both of us do this. Mm -hmm. Like, start researching, and we're like, nope, 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 big nope. Yeah, I have a hard time with certain ones. So I always get excited when I find a story that's like... It doesn't trigger any part of me. Because I don't like stories involving the murder of children. Same. The Sylvia Likens case that I did a while back, I I, I don't like it. I don't yeah. like that I did it. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a fascinating story. Right. But it's still like, ugh. Yeah. And then ones that are like torture, rape stuff, I can't. I, yeah. I just can't handle. Yeah. So if there's such a thing as like a feel-good true crime story... <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> this is as close as I can come to it, I guess. <laughs> it's more of a what huh? just happened type hey, of story. Huh? For the episode. Huh? 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 I'm going to start doing that too. Just so we can do, do it every time. Yeah. Huh? That one person that I absolutely hated it. <laughs> I love that we got a random review from someone I don't think we know. That was like, I... I miss Kara. I miss Kara's, huh? huh? Like, she didn't do it in this last episode. No, see, <laughs> That's so nice. That's so nice of them. Um, that's the best. Okay. So today is a mystery. Hit me with it. Lawrence Joseph Fader was born on December 2nd, 1926. Oh, okay. In Akron, Ohio. He grew up, served in the Navy for a couple of years, then went to the University of Akron for a semester before flunking out. Oh. And while he was there for that short period of time, he met Mary Lou Knapp. Mm. And they got married on April 19th, 1952. He was 25 years old. Okay. Okay. The couple began their life together, had a few kids, and Bader got a job selling cookware to support his family. Oh, like Tupperware? Um, uh, I think it was more like pots and pans. Um, he was good at sales. Like, he was a really likable guy. Everybody said he yeah. was just good with people. But he wasn't, like, the cookware job didn't make a whole lot of money. So he had some debt. About $20,000 worth of debt that he just kind of carried. Oh. And apparently, he even skipped filing his taxes from 1951 to 1957. Oh. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how people 
don't pay their taxes. Yeah. Like how, how? <laughs> like, yeah, how do you, how do you not get caught? I know people. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Can I get in trouble for knowing people? I, I don't know anybody. I have no friends. I've heard of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've heard of people on my friends. in the movies <laughs> who don't pay. On the tube. <laughs> that. On the tube. <laughs> on the moving pictures. Yes. screen With they the say that sometimes people don't pay taxes but i don't understand how people don't pay taxes like how do you live your life it seems like you would get caught somewhere yeah. somehow yeah i would get caught trust me oh if sure. i even thought like maybe we shouldn't pay our taxes this year somebody would knock on my door yeah not be on it so anyway <laughs> a friend recalled him as a red-blooded beer drinking all-around nice guy who could talk your ear off and you'd love to sit and listen he okay. was a family man, too. Oh. Then, on May 15th, 1957, so he's been married for five years, this really weird thing happened. So, Lawrence told his wife that he had to go to Cleveland for work. Okay. And then he was going to go on a fishing trip. Cleveland? Cleveland. Mary Lou was pregnant at the time with their fourth child. Mm, okay. So, I'm already thinking, like, They've got some money issues, and now there's a fourth child on the way. Yeah, but if you filed your taxes, you get money back. <laughs> yeah, dude. She's uh, anyway. She's pregnant with her fourth child, and she was like, maybe okay. instead of fishing, you just come back home after your work trip because right. I'm pregnant. Yeah, with my fourth child. Yeah. And his response was, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Sassafras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like maybe you should come home. Maybe I will. Maybe, maybe I, I won't. won't. Make me. So just file that little statement away for later. Okay. That's what we call foreshadowing. Okay. I'm a writer. <laughs> I'm, I'm a writer. Megan knows these things. <laughs> Lawrence went to Cleveland. While he was there, he cashed a check for $400, paid some bills. Which was want- a lot of money then. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of money now. I'm happy when I get $400. I say. <laughs> he paid some bills, one of which was for his life insurance policy. Because he'd recently boosted his life insurance policy in case of accidental death. And then he rented a 14-foot boat to go fishing on Lake Erie. 14-foot? When he... Is that big? I don't know. I don't either. I'm seven. I'm I'm five foot seven. seven I'm five foot seven, so... More than... Two and a half of you. No. It's almost three of you. Yeah. Um, God, I'm good at math. I'm glad. I'm glad every time we do like, math no. on the cod, on the podcast, podcast. Guys, welcome to our podcast. Let's go on some merch somewhere. Okay. Oh yeah. When he rented the boat, the weather was. <laughs> hey, let's start over from the very beginning. Okay. Okay. Guys, don't forget Megan's a writer. When. <laughs> When he, re- I'm not a speaker at all. When he rented the boat, the weather wasn't great. And the guy who rented the boat to him was like, there's a storm coming. But Lawrence didn't care. He paid the deposit, asked for a boat that had lights, even though it was several hours before sundown at that point. The guy also noticed that Lawrence had a suitcase with him. Oh. So at 4.30 p.m., he went out in the lake. The Coast Guard saw him, and they were like, listen, there's a storm coming. And again, he does not care. The storm hit three hours later, and Lawrence Bader disappeared. So... (laughs) It sounds like kind of a boring story. Like, it seems really obvious what happened to him. But just you wait. (laughs) 
Just you wait. <laughs> There's a million things he hasn't done. <laughs> Just you wait. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Lawrence's boat was found washed up on the shore of a nearby beach about five miles from where he'd rented the boat. One of the motor's propellers was bent and the hull was scratched, but that was it. It didn't look like it had been capsized or anything. Okay. Um, one of the oars was missing. The life jackets were all there. Lawrence obviously was gone and there was no sign of his suitcase. The Coast Guard searched but didn't find anything. They determined there was no way he could have survived very long without a life jacket. Um, and after two months, they just stopped looking. Oh. Uh, have you ever been to the Great Lakes? Mm-mm. Me neither. <laughs> but, <laughs> I thought you were going to have like, this lavish story of them. Say <laughs> But they're supposed to be, you know, like, yeah, it's like you're at the ocean. Like, they're yeah. so big and huge yeah. and enormous. And so the idea that he, he could die out there and they not find his body, right. I think that does happen. They can't just, like, go I mean, it happens in smaller lake. lakes. Yeah. So, yeah, they can't just drain the lake. So it's it's a pretty large area to search. So I guess not finding a body didn't mean much. Right. Everybody was pretty sure they knew what had happened. They just wanted to find him because that's like what you do. Yeah. Mary Lou became a widow. Lawrence's four children lost their dad and he was declared legally dead at 30 years old. Okay. So then fast forward to February 2nd, 1965. It's about eight years after Lawrence disappeared on the water. A friend of Lawrence Bader's went to a sporting goods convention in Chicago, and he's like, he sees this guy, and he's like, he looks just like Lawrence. And so he thought this strongly enough Mm -hmm. that he contacted Lawrence's brother and was like, listen, which I mean, so you have to be really convinced, right, to just be like, it's been eight years, and you're probably past this really painful thing. Let me dredge it all up again for you and give you false hope. Like, So he had to have been like, Right. This is him. Yeah. He contacted Lawrence's brother, and the brother was like, uh, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's fishing. It's in Chicago. <laughs> that's fishing. <laughs> As Kara said that, if you're not watching the YouTube videos, she, like, just reached and touched my arm. <laughs> like, like, catch my pun. Okay. Megan, get ready. <laughs> you don't even know what brilliance is See, about you know, to hit. going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> that's... Fishing. <laughs> so he's like, You're in Chicago. I'm in Akron. Yeah. Um, but my daughter Suzanne lives near there. So I'll just have her swing by and take a look. Yeah. So that's how Suzanne Pika, mm. Lawrence Bader's niece, wound up at the sporting goods convention in Chicago staring at a man at an archery booth. He had brown hair, a thin mustache, and an eye patch. If you took away the mustache and the eye patch, the guy looked exactly like. Her dead uncle. If you took away every feature <laughs> of him, it could possibly be. I had that thought too. Like, well, okay. All right. So she went up to him and she was like, Aren't you my Uncle Larry? Yeah. Which I think is like, Hey. Oh, that's your opening. Hey, aren't you my dead Uncle Larry? And he laughed and he seemed genuinely confused. He was like, No, my name is John Johnson. People call me Fritz. Yeah, that was the same exact. Face on it, like Fritz. He told her he lived in Omaha and he was a sports director for a local TV station and he worked part time as an advisor for archery companies. Oh. And that was that. It wasn't a big scene. He didn't seem overly like concerned. So, with an eye patch works for a TV station? He's, he's a sports director. He's not on camera. He might be. I mean, you would think that people would see him and be like, man, that's Larry. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. What? Well, that's, yeah. I kind of talk about that later, but I'm like, if it's Larry, he's not living very low profile. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so that was that. She's like, aren't you him? He's like, no, I'm Fritz. And he didn't seem like, he didn't have a weird reaction. He didn't seem like, oh gosh, she's on me. He was just kind of like, no, it's not me. He seemed genuinely confused. Let it go. Whatever. Suzanne was not convinced. She called her family and Lawrence's two brothers. So one of those was her dad. Mm -hmm. They immediately hopped on a plane to Chicago. Oh, they see him and they're like, that's Larry. That is Larry or Lawrence or whatever. Whatever his name is. And again, John Johnson was like, no, I'm John Johnson, but you can call me Fritz for reasons that don't make any sense at all. I don't know why. Yeah, I can't tell you. My <laughs> you know how name. Fritz easily is a derivative of John? Yeah. Gosh, guys. John, John Fritz Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. John. John, John Fritz. John. Jonathan Fritz Patrick Johnson. <laughs> So the brothers were like, okay, our brother Lawrence served in the military, so his fingerprints are on file. How about you go get fingerprinted and prove you're not him? And the Fritz guy's like, okay, like sure, he doesn't. It, he's just kind of like, if it'll get you weirdos to leave me alone, yeah. okay, I'll go. I would be like, no, heck no. So weirdos. He goes to the local police station and gets fingerprinted what? to settle the whole thing once and for yeah. all. And guess what? They're him. Yes. <laughs> um, John Johnson, who liked to go by Fritz, I just I love saying it. <laughs> he was Lawrence Joseph Bader. And now you're like, well, okay. So this is a story about a guy who faked his own disappearance to go start another life somewhere else. He didn't get him. Just when, when he got hit his head. Here's the thing. Fritz Johnson was kind of a minor celebrity now in Omaha. He's kind of a big deal. Um, he wasn't at all trying to keep a low profile. He had this really big personality. And whenever, I can't contain this, guys. I have to be here for the world to see and know. I mean, wait till I tell you some stories about him. It really is like that. I can't. And I can't decide if I would have liked him or been like, dude, <laughs> could you just tone it down a notch? You're a bit to handle, um, Mr. Fritz. When he first arrived in Omaha... He detracted a whole bunch of attention by sitting on a flagpole for 30 days to raise money for polio. So he comes out of the water like the Loch Ness Monster. Drags himself drags to a flagpole. Body to a flagpole, missing an eyeball, and climbs the top of it and sits there like the guy, like Mulan on, like, just walking. <laughs> you know how she, like, climbs the pole? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we are. Yeah, Jane. Jane. Did you um? Do you know that song by Harvey Danger? Flagpole sit up. Paranoia, paranoia. Everybody's coming to get me. <gasps> do you not know that no. song? Kara is one of my favorite nineties. Oh my gosh, it's by Harvey Danger. You told them all I was crazy, sitting atop a flagpole. <laughs> First, I got funny. I was like, oh, she's not. No, 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 no. Okay, everybody go listen to Flagpole Sit Up. Sit Up by Harvey Danger and just thank me later. It's fantastic. It's one of those songs you just like bop all around the room in. Bop, like the kids say. Let's back up. Let's get to know Fritz. So, a few days after Lawrence Bader disappeared on Lake Erie, John Johnson showed up in Omaha, Nebraska. He was trying to get a bartending job. He said, 
He'd just gotten out of a na the Navy after serving 14 years. He had a suitcase and a heavy canvas bag with him and a Navy-issued driver's license. He got the job, and people really loved him. The whole thing where he wanted to be called Fritz, he had a story for that. He said he'd grown up in an orphanage in Boston, and there'd been 22 babies found on doorsteps, and they all got the same generic name, but a different nickname. So I guess that means they were all named John Johnson, even the girls. So they're just like... You're John Johnson, and you're John Johnson. You're Fritz, you're Fitz. Is that a true thing? Do you all know, is that what they, like, we're going to give all of you the same generic name? You're John Johnson, and you're David Davidson, and you're Matt Matthews, and you're, and you're Peter Peterson. No. Trina Trainerson. <laughs> anyway, they called him Fritz. He's Fritz. For the different nickname, because he reminded people of a character in the popular comic strip or in a popular comic strip from the time. But sometimes he told a different story. Oh, man. Get <laughs> your story straight, Fritz. He said he got the nickname because of a short haircut he got in the Navy that made him look like a German soldier. I think the orphanage one, personally, is much more I like that interesting. So who knows? He mostly went by Fritz, and he didn't use John Johnson very much. Oh, who would? I mean, sorry to everyone named I know John Johnson. Johnson. I hated I mean, I, my husband's <laughs> grandfather, it was John Johnson. He was lovely. lovely. And he didn't go by Fritz. He went by Johnny, as you do. Basically, everyone loved Fritz, and Fritz was described as the type of person who found joy in virtually everything. A couple articles I read talked about this as if it was really adorable, and I disagree. <laughs> he was a bachelor. Okay. And he drove an old hearse. And in the back of the hearse... It was all set up with pillows, a coffee bar, and an incense burner. And he called it his hunting vehicle. <laughs> Going on a date. Baby, I got these. I know it's a hearse, but there's so much room in the back. It's like I got this plug-in. It's, <laughs> it's amber scented. <laughs> so, but I think when you think What's about hunting him on the whole, he's a bachelor hunting for his woman. Hunting for some man, Fritz. After bartending for a little while, he got a job with the local radio station. So he was the local like celebrity working at the radio station. And that's when he did the flagpole thing. Oh, man. So see what I mean about not laying low? Like he's not. Yeah. He's, it's like he's trying to get as much of attention yeah. as he can. Um, he was living like this above average. What point did he get the eye patch? Immediately That's after climbing no, okay. climb out of the water. <laughs> nope. Okay. So in 1961, he met a 20-year-old former model named Nancy Zimmer. They got married. Nancy oh, had a daughter, God. and he adopted her. She was 20. So he would have been, math, he just would have been, would have been older. older. He was definitely older, older years. <laughs> in years. Multiple years. They got married. Nancy had a daughter. He adopted her. Then Fritz and Nancy had a son together. Oh, shit. Fritz went, <laughs> Fritz went on to get the job with the TV station where he became the sports director. In 1964, he found out he had a cancerous tumor behind his left eye. Mm. And when he had that removed, he lost his eye in the process. And that's why he had an eye patch. Uh, so it wasn't like he was... Because I initially thought, oh, he's wearing the eye patch to so, try to yeah. disguise himself. Yeah, no, no, he actually legitimately lost his eyeball. So now it's 1965, and he's got these people telling him that he is Lawrence Bader. And now there's, like, a lot of legal issues, because if Lawrence Bader isn't dead, then his life insurance policy and all the Social Security payments that got paid to Mary Lou Ooh. need to be paid back. Ooh. Yeah. 
And there's also, oh, and they also said that the guy who owned the boat where he rented the boat from was like, Andy owes me a boat. <laughs> really, oh, dude? Eight years later. How much was that? Six months eight years later. <laughs> and then there's also the thing where he's still legally married to Mary Lou. Yeah. So then he has his whole family and a woman. And yeah. Oh. So like, what's the financial responsibility? Yeah. So he gets a lawyer because he's like, what do I do? And the lawyer's like, listen, go get, you need to go get tested. Like you, you need to, let's figure out what's happening yeah. to you. Because Fritz is still like, I mean, it's not just. He's like, this isn't me. It's not just he has amnesia. He has a whole different set of memories. Yeah. Of his whole entire life. Yeah. Supposedly. Okay. So he undergoes a whole bunch of psychological tests at a local hospital. And the doctors evaluate him for several days. And they're like, you know. We, we don't think he's, like, trying to deceive anybody. Oh. It really seemed that Fritz Johnson had absolutely no memory of being Lawrence Bader. He's his doppelganger. But the fingerprints. What if your doppelganger has everything the same? So he told the Akron Beacon Journal, he said, I am John Fritz Johnson, and I have never heard of this Bader man until this matter came up. My God, don't you understand? All of a sudden, I found out that 30 years of my life never happened. I have 30 years of memory as Fritz Johnson. What am I supposed to do with those 30 years? Just throw them out? It would be like me coming up to you and being like, yeah, you're not Kara. Like, you're this other person. Yeah. Here's where you grew up. And all these things, that, yeah. all these stories you have yeah, about like, yourself we are not true. lunch when we were blah, blah, blah. We graduated together. We... And, you, and you'd be like, no, you're wrong. But then the fingerprints. Yes. So, got him. so then he lost his job at the TV station. Uh-oh. Nancy divorced him because, oh. you know, he was already married. Yeah. And so Nancy believed everything. Yeah. I mean, it seems like everybody was just like, you are this person. Yeah. No matter what you think you are. Like, right. He went back to bartending because that's all he could do. And he paid child support to both Mary Lou and Nancy. Oh. Mary Lou waited several months before she finally met with him. And when she did, she brought their four children. He insisted that he, I mean, he was nice and friendly yeah. and, and whatever, but he was like, I don't remember anything about this. I don't remember you. I don't remember yeah. the kids. To him, they were strangers. Yeah. Also, just a side note, Mary Lou had been dating and she'd accepted a marriage proposal from someone else, but then found out Lawrence wasn't dead. So she couldn't marry the new guy. Like she was a devout Catholic. Well, I think because she's a devout Catholic, like even if they're divorced, like, number one, they shouldn't have been divorced if she's that devout. But also, right. I think she's not allowed to. Like, I think I'm not Catholic. I'm not good at Catholics. <laughs> but I think she's, like, not allowed by her rules that they're super devout to get remarried as long as he's alive. <clears throat> I'm hopeful he will eventually remember, she said. He's convinced himself that he doesn't recognize anybody. So that was what she thought. She thought, okay. like, yeah, he really believes it, but he's wrong. Right. Then in 1966... Fritz's cancer came back, and he died that September at the age of 39. Oh, He wow. had two funerals, one in Omaha and one in Akron. It's like, Fritz died? Because they yeah. all knew this one person. Yeah, and then Larry died. He was buried in the family plot in Akron as Lawrence Joseph Bader. His obituary in Akron, Akron's Beacon Journal said the following. It's all over now. There is no tomorrow for the man who claims not to remember the past. All that remains is the mystery. So what? to this day, there's not a general consensus on what exactly happened. Like, did he have some kind of injury during the storm that led to this amnesia? Right. Or did he willfully plan to disappear and start a brand new life? And then he just started believing all of the memories. That but it was only eight years. 
There's a thing called dissociative amnesia where a person has no memory of their life due to some sort of trauma or stress. And they may invent like a new personality or settle in a new area and have no memory of how they got there. But so it could happen. Yeah. It's just unlikely that Lawrence Fritz, whatever, would be in that sort of condition for as long as he was. Oh, yeah. It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. Yeah. There's also a theory that, like, the removal of the tumor somehow impacted his memory. Like, maybe at one point he did know how Lawrence Bader became Fritz Johnson, but the surgery made him, like, it messed with him so much that he just no longer had that. Yeah. And he was just like, this is who I I am, Fritz Johnson. Yeah. And, like, piece together just memories of, like, movies or frame stories and stuff. Whoa. Or lost his long term. Yeah. Just remembered the short term, which is the stories he'd made up. He'd been telling people. I know. So, that's it. That's the end of the story. But it is very, like, what? Or was he just that good at faking it? Yeah. That he could trick the doctors? And, I mean, I wonder in the 60s, like, what kind of. Um, equipment and tests did they have to run to check? Did they not hypnotize him? And then what if, <laughs> is there any chance the fingerprints were wrong? Yeah. What are the odds that yeah, you like, like, look exactly you... like the guy and your fingerprints would be that like, What simple. kind of fingerprint analysis was there? Like, how were they I don't know. scanning them? I guess just like was it visual on top of each other? This is 60s. It seems like it wouldn't be that far from yeah. how advanced we are now. So, yeah. Whoa. Do you, what do you think? I don't know. I don't either. I mean, I think it is possible that he had amnesia if he did wreck in his boat. But why was he taking all his stuff with him? Right. Why did he have a suitcase? And then the whole thing where he had just upped his life insurance policy. It's like he knew. So he wanted to leave them in a comfortable position. Mm -hmm. But he just didn't want to. He just wanted to check out of his life. So where, if that is but the case, his, like, if the boat turned up somewhere random, like, did he just swim across to, like, wherever he planned? Or did he just, like, take the boat, but, like, not tie it up and just, like, push it off to where it would float wherever? Did I mean, the Coast Guard saw him on the water. Yeah. So he was definitely in the boat out there. At right. Some point. And then I wonder if that's why he wanted a boat that had lights on it. Yeah. I don't know. It's really weird. That's very weird. And did he go on a day when it was stormy on purpose? Like, did he right. know there was going to be a storm? So that they could claim it was an accident? So wild. That's so crazy. It is. It's one of those that, like, we're never going to know. Yeah. Just got to think about it forever. I'd love to hear your theories if you have theories. Yeah, please share with Or us. if you just happen to know any personal details about this. Oh, yeah. I always want to hear those. Hear if you ever have some kind of tie to any story, oh, tell, yeah. just go ahead and assume that we're going to be mad at you if you don't contact us. What is it? So many degrees to Kevin Bacon? Six. Six, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. That's our story for today. Thank you we guys for listening. so much. Yes. You can find us on Instagram mm-hmm. at witchesmagicmurdermystery. You can email us witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. You can find us on YouTube. Yep. You can find our Facebook group, which is yep. the Witches Magic Murder and, and Mystery Podcast Discussion Group. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you Tuesday. Tuesday, stay tuned for our side pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye.